0: The Atlanta Braves suffer a brutal loss on Monday night to the Philadelphia Phillies, giving up a three-run home run late in the eighth inning by A.J. Minter. We'll talk about that, but then we'll turn our attention to the trade deadline, looking at a couple of key targets Atlanta could be going after as the trade deadline approaches. All of that on today's episode of Locked on Braves, so let's get into it. You are locked on Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Loft On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball, including. The Atlanta Braves in written form over at TomahawkTake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you may have for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that notification bell. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we're free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, we're going to talk about that brutal loss to the Phillies On Monday night six to four but then we're going to turn our attention to the trade deadline look at a couple of targets want to do that the rest of this week actually in that second segment is look at two potential trade targets leading up to the deadline and then we'll set you up for Tuesday's game as the Braves look to even this series against the division rival Phillies but on Monday night it was a six to four loss a really tough loss a game that Honestly, I thought the Braves were going to steal in a way uh, because I thought the Phillies really kind of outplayed the Braves for most of the night. Specifically, offense for the Braves just could not get it done. But the Braves had a chance late, 4-3 lead in the eighth inning. As A.J. Minter himself said after the game, nine times out of ten the Braves were going to win that game. Just was not the case on Monday evening. Gave up a three-run homer to Bryson Stott, who had five RBI on the night for the Phillies. Some tough luck for Braves pitchers in key spots in this game. The hit against Minster, Minter before the Stott home run was a chopper off the infield dirt. Uh, just unfortunate spot there. That should have been out of the inning. Two runs allowed by Max Fried came again on Bryson Stott, who hit a, a chopper to first base. Took an awkward spin away from Matt Olson That allowed two runs to score. Should have been out of that inning, not allowing anything so a Braves pitcher just a little bit unlucky. Both teams, honestly, just gifted the other team some runs. The Phillies essentially gave the Braves two, three runs, you could say, even with the, the wild pitches that scored the third run in that second inning for the Braves. So, again, that's why I say it felt like the Braves were going to steal one because they were essentially were handed three runs by the Phillies. But the Phillies got their own runs in weird ways as well and then got the big hit, the three-run homer from Bryson Stott, the big hit that the Braves' offense could not get. And that's kind of where I turned my attention for Monday's game. The offense not able to break the game open, not able to cash in. They got those three runs in the second inning off Rangers Suarez, who they also got his pitch count up to 50, and you thought, okay, they're going to knock him out early, put up a couple more, cruise to an easy win with Max Fried on the mound, And that just did not happen. The offense really couldn't get much else going. They were one for seven with runners in scoring position, left six on base. A great play by Camargo in the fifth inning to Rob Dansby of what I thought was going to be a double down the line and a run score with Ronald Ronald running from first base. But that wasn't to be. And then the seventh inning was the tough one. You had second and third, one out with Dansby Swanson at the plate. He strikes out against Jose Alvarado, who, Again, went in the strike zone as one of the best strikeout pitchers, relief pitchers in baseball, and then Matt Olsen grounds out to end that threat. So that was really a spot there where you felt like they could have attacked on another run or two. Perhaps they put the game away, but was not the case, and that ended up hurting the Braves late as they gave up that home run. Again, you really hate to blow a game to a division rival, but especially the first game of a series where you use your best bullpen arms. The Phillies were using their best arms in this game as well but today you had your ace on the mound and now you have to face one of their aces tomorrow in arenola not a good not a good night for the atlanta braves but we've seen them come back for much worse than this certainly not worried about it going forward but that one is a tough one to swallow as far as some of the individual performances from this game max freed's final line six innings nine hits no walks three earned eight strikeouts while not a Terrible line. I think it was much better than what that shows. He had an 80-mile-per-hour a- average exit velocity against and only gave up four hard-hit balls. Again, just same thing we've seen all year from Max Free, not giving up a lot of hard hits, but the soft contact just really coming back to hurt him for whatever reason, frustratingly so. He had 12 swings and misses and 16 called strikes, eight swings and misses, on 14 swings against his curveball. That was really his go-to pitch on Monday evening. He could not throw that slider at all, which really hurt him against left-handed hitters, Uh, but he really had that curveball working once he kind of found that, started to lean on it in big situations, and really love to see that from him because at times, I feel like he gets away from that curveball too much. That was his money pitch coming up, and it's a really good curveball, and, I mean, he was making hitters look foolish with it, on Monday night. So I thought overall it was a really good start. Again, if not for that weird hop in front of Matt Olson, he gets out of that inning unscathed. That's two earned runs charged against him that honestly uh, just should not have happened. And 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 the third run he gave up, no, that was aided by a stolen base, which, you know, the Braves catchers just haven't been great at throwing out runners. Dardo's improved there a little bit. But again, probably should have been an outing where he only gave up you know, one earned run over six innings. Uh, But unfortunately, that was not the case. Austin Riley, he remains the hottest player on the planet. I mean, he is just torture torching baseballs right now. Had two doubles, extends his hit streak to 17 games, hit a laser shot uh, that I thought was going to be a home run, but it just didn't get up enough. 114 mile per hour exit velocity, the hardest hit ball of the game, just off the top of that fence out there in left field, just missed getting out of there uh he is hitting everything right now he is as we talked about on the postcast i believe he's got to be in the mvp conversation especially if he keeps it up like this ronda Cunha, he had the second and third hardest hit balls in this game and as i've been saying hitting the ball hard is not his problem right now but still both of those balls he got on top of he did get a hit as he got one through the infield on a hard hit ball and he walked in this game a base as well so Again, he's going to continue to get on base. He's going to continue to get his hits because he hits the ball hard, but still looking to see that launch angle adjusted and to see him start getting some lift on the baseball. Uh, Dylan Lee was great in relief in the seventh inning, just mowing down the top of the Phillies order. A.J. Minter looked like he was going to breeze through the eighth inning as well, got two quick outs, uh, then gave up a hard hit to Alec Boehm, and then that high chopper. Uh, to to Munoz and then obviously the three run homer to Stott that was brutal and ended up deciding the game. So tough tough outing for AJ Minter. Obviously you know he's probably the best Braves relief pitcher this year. He's the guy they're going to continue to lean on in the eighth inning as they should. But just an unfortunate night for him. Only the second time in his entire career that he's given up a home run to a lefty. So. Again, it was just an unusual night. I think that was the tone in the clubhouse after the game from everybody. It was just a weird night with the way that the balls were bouncing, the fact that Minter gave up a home run to a lefty. Just a lot of things happened in this game where it was unusual, led to a Braves loss. Uh, Again, for me, the offense just unable to really put the game away after scoring three runs early, not able to continue to add on throughout the game. All right, next, I want to take a look at two trade targets that I think could help the Braves out at the trade deadline. We'll look at those next. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, making each ring one of a kind you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing blue nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget make your moment sparkle with joy from blue nile.com and going on now is the blue nile anniversary sale save up to 40 percent on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25 percent on engagement ring settings plus every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside Shop stress free and find your forever peace, go to BlueNile.com today. So well, starting all the or starting now and through the rest of this week and perhaps Monday as well, I want to look at a couple of trade targets, both a bat and an arm that the Braves could be targeting leading up to the August 2nd trade deadline. First one I want to talk about today is I think one that makes a ton of sense. And I actually wrote about this guy over on tomahawk late last night after the game. But Brandon Drury from the Cincinnati Reds, I think just makes perfect sense for what the Braves need. And I think he fills a lot of holes for the Braves. You look at a guy who has, you know, super utility written all over him. He's played every position but center field and catcher in his big league career. Not necessarily great defensively at any one position, but he at least has experience there. You know, it's what they tried to make Orlando Arcia, turning him into an outfielder. That experiment didn't go quite as well. But, again, I think Brandon Drury, a little bit better out there, just mainly because he's had more time out there. Uh, would probably want to use him as the primary second baseman until Ozzie Alves returns. You could use him in left field with a lefty starter and then put Arcea at second base. There's just so many options that you have with a player like Brandon Drury, that you can get him in the lineup. You can mix and match, you know, righties and lefties and get him in there. And he replaces that right handed power bat that you lose with Adam Duvall. He has 18 home runs on the season. He's slugging 509 between 2021 and 2022 combined. So that's a pretty good sample size now that we've seen him, you know, in his age 28 and now age 29 seasons where he's figured something out with the power stroke and has a 509 slugging across those two seasons. So uh, he definitely provides the power, again, that you lose with Adam Duvall gone for the rest of the year. So I think that fits perfectly there. Doesn't walk a ton. His walk rate is actually up this year, but it's still below league average. Again, I mentioned he's still just 29 years old. He's having a career year slashing 274, 332, 517, with 18 home runs, 57 runs scored, and 54 runs batted in. You have to keep in mind he is playing in a hitter friendly park for his home games in Cincinnati. Uh, So you have to uh, keep that in mind and you have to worry about some regression because like I said, having a career year, but honestly, he was pretty good last year as well, but got to worry about a little bit of regression perhaps in the second half. He's a free agent after the season. So this would just be a rental player would not think that this would cost a ton, but, a lot of teams like Brandon Drury for the same reasons that I just mentioned. So I think he's going to be a highly sought-after rental. If it were me, I'd give up, you know, one of the Braves' back-end rotation prospects that they have. I feel like they have plenty of those guys who they could ship off, and you really wouldn't lose too much sleep about it. Similar to the Braves giving up Bryce Wilson a couple of years ago to the Pirates and that type of move. You know, maybe somebody like Alan Rangel. Uh, you know, again, there's I think there's several names you could choose from there. From the Braves prospects to land Brandon Drury, that I think you wouldn't lose a ton of sleep over. I did mention it to Jeff Carr, who's one of our uh, co hosts for the Locked On Reds pod, uh, pod, podcast. What he would want, he said Jared Schuster. Uh, I would say absolutely no to that. I have Jared Schuster in my top five for the Braves prospects right now. Would not give up anybody that significance for Brandon Drury. But again, I got to think there's, you know, at least what I would give up. Again, I think the Braves could be outbid for Brandon Drury just because of, like I said, what all he brings to a team. But I would be okay giving up somebody, you know, a back-end starter type uh, or really any of the bats that they want um, except for Vaughn Grissom. And I think I would be okay with that type of deal because I think Brandon Drury just fills so many holes and so many needs for, the Braves going forward. You could use them off the bench down the stretch if Ozzy comes back and you want Rosario in left field. uh, He'd be a nice right-handed bat off the bench against left-handed hitters. So I really like Brandon Jury. I think he provides a lot of good things for the Braves if they can land him at the trade deadline. And then looking at the trade target for the pitchers, David Robertson, right-handed pitcher for the Cubs, relief pitcher, um, definitely, the Braves definitely need a high leverage righty in the seventh and eighth innings. You know, Dylan Lee's been great. AJ Minter's been great. They're both lefties. And then you got Kenley Jansen, a righty in the ninth inning. The Braves couldn't use a righty in those high leverage innings late uh, with Luke Jackson, you know, obviously out for the season. He played that role last year. David Robertson, obviously a veteran, 37 years old, having an unbelievable season so far with the Cubs, a 183 ERA, a 0.99 whip, 50 strikeouts in 39 in the third innings, 14 saves, has 151 saves in his career. So again, another player that the Braves would have who you could go to in a save closer situation, um, you know, who has plenty of experience there. So certainly love that. With Drury, uh, you got to be a little worried about a guy, you know, having a breakout year, you know, kind of this late. I know Drury's only 29 but more so for robertson you got to worry about some aggression there from him Uh, he's on a one-year deal so again would be a rental wouldn't think it would cost too much would probably be willing to give up the same for robertson as i would for drury nothing too significant but you know maybe another a back-end rotation prospect type um, that the braves have again plenty of but like drury i think he's going to be one of the most sought-after trade targets at the deadlines especially one of the most sought-after relief arms, so might have to overpay a little bit for him, which I doubt Alex Anthopoulos will do. The one big scary question mark with David Robertson is his 11.9% walk rate. You know Brian Snicker does not like to trust guys who walk a lot of batters, and that certainly is not pretty, but when you're striking out batters at the rate that he is and you don't give up a lot of home runs, you can live with the walks and you can... I uh, kind of look past those. Obviously, again, the Braves are going to be in need of a right handed reliever. I think David Robertson certainly fits that mold, and I think he's somebody the Braves should be targeting along with Brandon Drury. Uh, those are two trade targets that, again, I don't think would cost a lot. Uh, you may have to get in a little bit of a bidding war because I think they're both really sought after at the deadline for those reasons. But I think those are two names that would make a lot of sense for the Braves and help them out down the stretch. So let me know in the comments what you think of Brandon Drury and David Robertson. What would you be willing to give up with them, and do you think they would be good fits for the Braves? All right, next we'll turn our attention to Tuesday where the Braves have a tough task as they look to even up this series going against Aaron Nola and Spencer Strider trying to get back on track. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities, the free sports card investor app has something for you. Looking for breakout stars or prospects debuting? Check the value of, or find the great deals on the first, on their first cards. And you're looking for nostalgia and old players, go back in time and see how much your favorite old cards are worth today. With the free sports card investor app, you can pull out those old cards of your favorite childhood players and see how much they are worth. Stay up to date on all the latest record breaking baseball card sales with a completely free sports card investor app. And if you're interested in, in getting into sports cards, find great deals on your favorite players. There has never been a better time to start collecting cards of your favorite players like Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Ron Cunha Jr. With the free sports card investor app, you can see the latest values and find great deals to build a one of a kind collection. Download the sports card investor app today. Available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores or go to Sportscard or excuse me, SportsCardinvestor.com backslash locked on. The Braves will look to even up the series on Tuesday against the Philadelphia Phillies. It'll be Spencer Strider on the mound going up against Aaron Nola. Strider hasn't made it out of the fifth inning in his last two starts, giving up nine hits and five walks. In those two starts and just eight and two-thirds innings. So hopefully the long break, the, the layoff has done him some good, and he comes back in the second half refreshed, ready to go, gets back to his dominant self that we are used to seeing that we saw in that three-game stretch where he went six innings in th- three straight starts. So looking forward to that and seeing what Spencer Strider can do after that long break. And we really need him uh, to do something great as the Braves need to even up this series. And because on the other end, is Aaron Nola, and he's gone seven innings in his last eight starts, giving up two earned or less in five of those starts. So he's been really good for the last couple of months here. He gave up four earned to the Braves in seven innings on the start on June 30th. We will take that again. Uh, He has given up seven hits in four of his last five starts. So, again, kind of like Max Reed, kind of like Kyle Wright as well, giving up some hits in his starts, but not walking a lot, just one walk in four of those last five starts with plenty of strikeouts. Uh, So given his hits, the Braves are just going to have to hope that they get those hits in bunches and that some of them go over the fence. Going to need a big home run with runners on and perhaps some help from the Phillies' defense as well in this one to put up some runs on Aaron Nola. And again, on the other side, looking for a solid start from Spencer Strider. Need him to go at least five innings in this one. You got to imagine that A.J. Minter's not available after last night. Uh, Jackson Stevens had to throw a lot of pitches on Sunday. Got to think he's unavailable. Dylan Lee might be available for an inning in this one, or I would think he would be for sure. So it's going to be some combination of McHugh, possibly Lee, and Jansen to close out the game. Maybe Chavez gets a hitter or two if needed. That kind of just points to the fact that I'm not sure you can trust Matzik or Will Smith in high leverage spots right now. So you're going to have to lean on guys like Dylan Lee, Colin McHugh, Jesse Chavez to bridge that gap. I still would be okay with, with Matsick if you need him to, but uh, right now I don't think he's one of those guys that you can trust at the moment. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Also make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever You get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gottsulius, DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.